Hello, we are here. I'm Chris. To my left, we have... It's Sean. To my right, we have... Teresa. And we are the fans of The Forge. And today, we are covering Forged in Fire, Season 7, Episode 13, The Frankish Throwing Knives. And before we get started, we normally do what you're drinking, but we've already covered that tonight. We don't need to go back into what we're drinking right now. But we can talk about what you eating. What you what you eating? What you eating? What you got? What you got? I have some foreign candy that I got as a Christmas present from a good friend Anthony Fantano. Oh, sent All right. me sent me a Munch Addict box. Can we mention that it had no name on it or any kind of card? <laughs> so we got <laughs> a box full of food that's not all of it in English. And we're like, do we eat this? Where did this come from? <laughs> nice. And so eventually I, I connected the dots and realized that he had sent it because he had asked for my address. Uh-huh. Even though me and his wife had already exchanged cards. So it's like that was not why he needed the address. <laughs> yeah. Well, and oh. I did get... Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so we got this box of candy and, and other things. And I was like, well, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I'll eat it. But it's like some of it is right. not my normal type of candy. And we're going to start with this one. It's Lucas brand Salsa Getty. As you can see, oh, it's kind of it's a green package. So the green screen's kind of messing with it. But you can see it's Salsa Getty. You can see inside there... It looks kind of like a little wrapped up spaghetti noodle. It's red. It's a red spaghetti there's, noodle. There's other candy like that. I don't remember what it's called. Like Twizzlers? Like the pull and peel uh, Twizzlers? Um, kind of, but it's got like, I don't know if it's got like a sugar coating on it. Oh, like the sour things? But it's like, ro- yeah. Sour straws? It's like that rope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. This is a little more complicated than I thought it Whoa. was. There's extra so packaging There's something. There's the spaghetti. And then there's something else in here, which I saw on here, and I just realized what it is. What is it? It is flavored hot liquid candy, Lucas Guzano, and it is tamarind-flavored sauce to put on our salsa getty. Can we just try a piece without the sauce? <laughs> well, we'll try a piece without the sauce, and then I'll put some sauce in the tray here. We can dip yeah. it in. Great. How about that? There's that a sounds piece for great. You. Oh, thank you. Here's a piece for you. Thanks. A piece for me. Here's to salsa getty. Let's go. It's all right. Ooh, it's spicy all on its own. A little bit. Yeah. I kind of get the watermelon flavor that it says it is. Oh wow, it gets spicier. Yeah. It does get spicier. What is, what is the spice? I don't know what the spice is on this. It just says watermelon flavored hot candy. Well, it's hot spice. Right. It's salsa getty, <laughs> so it's, you know, a little salsa. Okay. Spice. I can't read it. But anyway, that was interesting. Let's try this. Uh, so we're adding hot candy? I'm adding the hot sauce to the tray. Oh, I spilled it. Good job. Knock on the mic. You're going to try just the hot sauce on your yeah. finger there? Sean, do you want to? What do you want to do? Do you want to dip some in it, or do you want another rope? Oh, yeah. I don't think I got enough of it. it. Doesn't taste like much of anything. There you go. Sorry. Get one here. Dip it in our sauce. 
It didn't really add much to no. it. It definitely had a little bit of a different flavor. Just in the beginning when you when you get it. Yeah. It act I don't know why it's considered a candy sauce because it doesn't really have a candy flavor to it. it. Doesn't have much of a much of a flavor. It definitely has something, but I mean it's supposed to be tamarind, but I don't know what tamarind is. I forget what tamarind is. Well, anyway. That was interesting. More. Let me get some more. Of you that. want some more? Yeah. I'm Here. Done. I'm done. You can have the rest. Oh, yeah. Is there more sauce? There's a whole thing of sauce right here yeah, for you. this thing up. Squirt it on while you're doing that. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. I'll get reading. I'm doing round one, I believe. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's sticky. Okay. So, Frankish throwing knives. We open on our forge. And there's Will. What's he and doing? He's got an apron on. And oh, he's got ears? a big grill. Oh. And he's grilling something. And he's got a little spit and everything. He's spinning the spit on, over the grill. Oh. And then our contestants come in. We had Cameron Alarcio with seven years of part-time experience. Justin, I apologize. I'm going to screw your name up bad, but I think it's Kauspiachi. And he had 10 years part-time experience. And he looks a lot like comedian Brian Posehn. Oh, boy. And then there is Nick Overton, who has 11 years part-time experience, and Matt Presty with 20 years part-time experience. And for round one, our contestants had to salvage parts from a barbecue grill to make camp knives. Hmm. And they had to be 10 to 12 inches long, and they had to also include an operational bottle opener. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So for Cameron, they ha- I got sauce on me. I'm still... I put my hand right in the sauce. <laughs> For Cameron, he chooses the barbecue spit rod that goes through, like, whatever you're cooking. And he heats up a piece to quench and see if it's hard. And it does not harden when he, he does that. So he decides he'll throw some in a canister, make some canister Damascus with it instead, and use high-carbon steel powder to get the, the hardenable edge. And he had some trouble using the press... When he went to squeeze on his canister, it wasn't squeezing evenly, and it ended up kind of like folding part of the canister over. Uh It was not going well, so he starts trying to peel the canister, and he brings it over to the grinder, and at one point the grinder catches it, flings it out of his hand to the (laughs) ground, and the whole thing breaks in half. Wow. Just breaks into two pieces. He can't salvage it, so he has to start over, and he ends up taking pieces of the grill grate and throwing that in a canister and, like, just barely gets it in under the wire. Finish- he quenches in the last minute of the round. And that's how it ended for Cameron. For Justin, he also did a canister Damascus with the pieces that he cut off. Um, he's also having issues on the press. His canister breaks open while it's on the press. So he has to start over. He takes a chunk of the spit and he's like, well... I think this is probably okay, so I'm just going to make a knife out of this rather than redoing the canister. And he adds his bottle opener to the back of it as he's shaping everything. And he quenches and he realizes with the quench that it is not high carbon steel at all. It is mild steel. Oh, boy. And he has to figure out some way to get a high carbon steel edge on this thing. 
How much so, time do you have left at this point? Um, he had probably le- less than an hour. And he decides, well, he, fi- he, he tests, he finds a piece that is high carbon steel. And he welds, he cuts the piece and shapes it to go meet the profile he already has and welds a whole edge wow. onto his. And there you go. He has Now he has a high carbon edge for his knife. And um, using the great steel, and it worked well, and it hardens in the quench, and he's good to go. Wow. For Nick, they didn't really show him very much. He, he took the spit tines and did some spark tests, and he realizes, yeah, this is not hardenable material, so he does a canister, but he has no problems. He just blows through it. He shapes a nice blade, and he adds his bottle opener. He treats no issues. For Matt, he chose the spit rod as well, and he just assumes it's high-carbon steel and draws out a knife. At one point, rather than using a hammer to shape the knife, he's hitting the the steel with a big wooden mallet okay. to shape it. It was it was another. I mean, it still worked, but yeah. he was just he was swinging a big wooden mallet instead of a hammer, and uh, he decided he wanted to make his bottle opener be part of the spine, almost more like a gut hook on a mm. knife, rather than have it be out of the way, and. He's like, edge quench has always worked the best. I'm going to do my edge quench. Does his edge <laughs> quench. And that's when he realizes it's not hardened. So he does another edge quench. And it that's how it ends for him. For this, The round is over. And he's like, I hope it hardened. <laughs> and in between all of this, there's commercials going on. and As you do. I, we, we DVR the show. But for some reason, when I watch it on my browser on my computer yeah. i go to open it i get an error message this has happened to me a ton of times it drives me friggin' nuts so i can't watch it that way i have to watch it on demand which means i can't skip the commercials uh-huh. and they just keep putting these freaking geico sequel commercials in yeah. every commercial break and it's the same one they're not good it's not good and it's the same one about woodchucks there's about three different ones about woodchucks yeah. i love the woodchuck ones did you see the sequel ones i don't know they just it, maybe they were good if I saw them one time only, <laughs> but after I heard the same woodchuck laugh because they go, <laughs> as they yeah. throw wood into the water. They they or it's one where they're in like a a guy who sells lumber, and then the woodchuck is in like the top of a balcony area and just starts throwing wood down at the guy, and it's like God. it's funny because he's chucking wood. I get the joke, but it, <laughs> after yeah. the tenth time, I'm like, I've had enough of these fucking woodchucks. Still loving it. Anyway, <laughs> they don't. Now, when he did those original ones, didn't they have the guy that was like all serious, and then like did the intro to those? It's like, does a woodchuck chuck wood? And yeah, then it shows that they yeah. don't do that now. They need that guy. They need the, they need the serious need guy the to bring that in there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I digress. We get back to the show judging. For Cameron, his looks rough. Oh my gosh, his look real, real rough. It was cracks all through the blade. Basically, his bottle opener was just, he had like stretched a hole at one point in the back of the handle, yeah. but it was not anywhere near a working bottle opener yet. For Justin, he managed to pull together a proper blade from the the hardened edge that he welded on and Doug commended him. He said, you managed to come up with an ingenious idea and make it work and you did it. Uh, For Nick, Ben loved the shape and the handle looked comfortable but was a little narrow. 
And for Matt, wouldn't you know it, there was no high carbon steel in the blade. So he does not have a knife because he cannot get a sharpened, hardenable yeah. edge. And he got the boot. So now we go to our commercial break. This video is sponsored by Forged, a Jason Knight Maker series. What's that all about? Oh, that is the new series by Jason Knight that is available through his website where Jason gives you tips and tricks and lessons on how to make the elemental knife, in his words, the, the forged style knives that he likes nice. to make. Forged to sharp, as he would say. Um, it's a great video series that he's put together. Currently, you can purchase it on his website, and there's six videos to watch in the first six parts of the series. There's going to be exclusive content available on the site as well coming soon. And if you want to purchase it, you can go to nightforgestudio.com to see where this is and, and purchase it. Is there a promo code? As a matter of fact, there is. Hey. If you go on this Nightforge Studio and use coupon code FOF15, FOF15, you can get $15 discounted from the price of this video series. Nice. So go on there. If you really want to check out these videos, Listen, we have the views on the other video that we did with Jason Knight to kind of prove that... We know you like them. People like watching Jason Knight work. This video series is all about Jason Knight doing his work yep. and making some badass knives. Learn from a master smith. Exactly. It's, it's really, if you think about it, you're learning these lessons from a master smith. It's, it's a bargain. Yeah. So check out the video series and uh, don't forget to use the promo code FOF15 to save $15 on your purchase of the Forge Jason Knight Maker Series videos. Be a maker. Go check it out. And we are back with round two. Sorry, I was chewing. <laughs> so they must use hickory wood to attach a handle. Cameron starts by grinding as many cracks as possible out of his blade, gets his handle on and cuts open the circular bottle opener to make it more like a pry bar. He runs out of time to properly shape the handle. Justin wants to clean up his weld, but has to be careful not to break the weld. Finds a crack in his handle material and tries to grind it out. Nick takes a G10 liner to put on before adding the wood. He makes bolsters from hardwood, but they snap in half. He tests his sharpness on his arm and cuts himself. Oh, sounds like me. <laughs> uh. Oh, and then... More commercials. Wouldn't you know it? It's our favorite Forge and Fire Knife commercial. Yeah. And I'm watching this thing, and it's the one we've seen before. They're chopping meat that's frozen. Then they're cutting, like, slicing some tomato. Know what about the tomato? All right, Nielsen. <laughs> aggressive there. Well, I, I had to stop it. All right. <laughs> Nielsen tried to do the same test. Right. And he said he couldn't do it with that tomato. The tomato just rolled. That's well, right. you can, if you look when they do the test on this commercial and he cites tomato, it moves a little bit, but it stays in place. So they obviously like have like glued or like little forks something. sticking up through the, Stand to hold you it. know, something to hold it in place. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, I had a realization epiphany. while watching this, an epiphany of sorts. Uh... <laughs> the voice sounded really familiar to me. Yeah. And I go. Is it mine? It wasn't yours, <laughs> wasn't Teresa's, wasn't even mine. You can cut a tomato. It, I swear to you, 
I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that does the voiceover work for Moonshiners. Ah, all right. I think it is. Mm. It sounded just like ah. the guy. And right. I would know because I watched four episodes of Moonshiners yeah, the other day. Like, all right. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to uh, pay attention next time I see that terrible yeah. commercial. you got to check it out. Oh. You do. And anyway, we continue with our testing. As a strength test, a firewood chop while it's on fire. It sounds dangerous. It sounds very dangerous, but really wasn't. It was just, I don't even know if the wood was actually caught on fire, but they just had flames kind of wow. licking it from mm. below. So Cameron survives four chops. The edge held up, but there's sharp corners on the handle. Justin survives four chops with no damage. Well done. And Nick passes with no issues. Well done. The sharpness test is a ham shoulder slice and open a root beer bottle with the bottle opener. Cameron, the bottle opener works. The edge isn't very sharp, but it does cut. Justin, your edge is sharp and the bottle opener works. It will cut. Nick, the bottle opener doesn't work. Mm. Very nice to slice and dice. It will cut. Cameron gets the boot because it didn't have a good edge or handle. Now. So even though the bottle opener didn't work, <laughs> mm-hmm. for Nick, Cameron still got the boot. Yeah, so I'm going to make a big stink about this one <laughs> because they said right off the bat, you need to have a f- operational bottle opener. And parameter. It was a parameter and Doug tried and he could not get that bottle open he got it to spritz out because he was trying so hard that Mm. he like pulled up a little bit of a corner but he couldn't get the cap off so if they just said needs to have a bottle opener that's one thing if it said it has to be functional and open a bottle that's a parameter it's not meeting a (laughs) parameter now does you know the other guys had theirs working you didn't you know, say you didn't meet a parameter. You know, that's why we don't make the big bucks. That's true, but Frank, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like people that nitpick about this show are going to see that and be like, "Hey, that was not part of the. He did not meet the parameters. He should not have went on to the next round." But I would agree with those people. I think I would too. Even though his blade was was nicer than the other guys's. The functional bottle opener was not there. Anyway, sorry for Cameron. I feel like you got ripped off, but we move on. All right, to round three, where these guys have to make a pair of Frankish throwing axes. Uh, it's a Germanic tribe. The Franks used these during the third century. Yikes. It's a and, long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The axe said must be uh, between six and seven inches long with an S-shaped curve on the top hammer back and handles that curve away from the axe's edge and they have a very particular shape yeah. so for justin on day one uses mild steel for the eye and plans a well done high carbon steel for the blade on day two works on drawing out his axe head and finds a seam where he forged well the eye on and has to start over uh, he uses a much bigger piece of mild steel and adds a small higher carbon bit for the edge like the whole almost the whole axe head ended up being mild steel with a tiny sliver like my finger like this of high carbon right at the edge on day three heat treats and uh, the heads and starts on hickory handles then we show day four and so we move on to nick for day one uses 1018 mild steel and chisels out the eye and forges out the profile on day two uh, there's cracks on top of the eyes trying to shape them. Has to restart and uses the wraparound method with a high carbon steel core. So the difference with his was 
he took like a pipe. He wrapped a, a big mild steel piece around this way. And right. then he had a bigger plate that he stuck in as the core for it to give him his edge. But similar, but not quite the yeah. same as what Justin did. Don't show day three. And then on day four, he finishes the assembly and a detailed work. So we're not a testing. The ballistics dummy kill test for Justin. It will kill. And for Nick, it will kill. Yeah, there was really nothing yeah, else to write yeah. home about. It was just you're gonna die if you get hit with an axe. Pretty much. For the strength tests, uh, they're throwing both of the axes twice into the wood wall. For Justin, there's a ding in one of the blades, and the handle shape is better for a fighting axe instead of a throwing axe. For Nick, the edges and handles held up great. Moving on to the sharpness test, it's a foot soldier attack. For Justin, it will cut, and for Nick, it will cut. Again, very uneventful. Yeah. Both guys had brought very good weapons. So, in the end, Nick wins. Um, Justin's axes performed well, but because there was a small amount of damage during his strength test and his handles weren't the best designed for a throwing axe, he got the boot. Yeah, so that's yeah. it. Congratulations to Nick on your win. And everybody else that was on the episode, congratulations on your work. You worked hard. It was an interesting one. Um, not much else to say. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We will catch you next time. See you.